Welcome to episode eight of the Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast with me, your host, Claire Yosa, mentor to passionate world changers and author of Ditching Imposter Syndrome. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the imposter syndrome bridge of coping strategies and why you deserve more. Welcome. So today's episode is for you. If ever you've seen articles, advice, videos, whatever on the internet about imposter syndrome, and they've all been about how to cope with it, how to handle it, rather than how to truly clear it out. And I want to talk about the imposter syndrome bridge of coping strategies. So when I'm working with a client on my stepping up to lead program or one-to-one mentoring, or if I'm talking in the book, Ditching Imposter Syndrome, about imposter syndrome, I describe it as the imposter syndrome gap. That gap between who you see yourself as being and who you think you need to be in order to achieve something. Now, the problem with this gap is we're standing on one side, peering over the edge, and it looks like a ravine. But so often in life, if we can't self-sabotage and set ourselves free from whatever that task is, we have to find a way to do it. So we build what I call the bridge of coping strategies to get across the imposter syndrome gap, that ravine. Depending how good your coping strategies are, that bridge can feel pretty rickety and we use willpower and pushing on through and gritted teeth determination step by step to cross over to the other side feeling like more and more of a fraud. Now here's the problem is coping strategies are like sticky plasters and they fall off. So we have to put a huge amount of effort into building the bridge of coping strategies and keeping it well maintained for every curveball that life throws at us. Then if something big happens, an identity level change in life, what happens there is the imposter syndrome gap widens. It gets bigger. We might have a stretch objective. We might have a comfort zone shift. We might be given an opportunity to shine or be more visible. When the imposter syndrome gap gets bigger, so that gap between who you currently see yourself as being and who you think you need to be to achieve that goal or outcome, when that gap widens, we have to rebuild the bridge. (laughs) Otherwise, the old bridge is just going to fall down the gap because it doesn't fit anymore. So that bridge, those coping strategies, how do I handle this? How do I get by with imposter syndrome? How do I achieve this despite imposter syndrome? Takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of headspace. And it means we're on constant low levels threat lookout in case something comes along that makes that coping strategy, the bridge of coping strategies, fall down the ravine. Now, I invite you to actually stop building the bridge of coping strategies, okay? When I work with clients, what I talk about is it's about allowing yourself to become the version of you that achieves whatever it is you need to achieve. That might simply be a shift in the way that you're seeing yourself, or it might be identifying with mentoring questions what those hidden secret blocks are, what the baggage is that you need to let go of, what the secondary gain is you want to set yourself free from, so you can allow yourself to become that version of you. So instead of feeling that fear and pushing on through and using the bridge of coping strategies, I work with clients to get them to clear the fear and do it anyway, to allow themselves to become that version of themselves so the imposter syndrome gap closes, you no longer need the bridge of coping strategies. But the problem is the internet is full of advice for maintaining, strengthening and growing the bridge of coping strategies. So I want you just to imagine for a moment, okay, if your boiler for your heating broke down at home, which would you prefer? So, 
imagine it's the depths of winter, I'm not wishing this on you, okay? And your boiler's broken down, the house is cold, your nose feels like an ice cube, you're trying to work and you're typing gobbledygook in two layers of gloves. And there are only so many jumpers you can wear without feeling like Joey on that Wear All My Clothes At Once episode on Friends. You achieve the miracle of getting a plumber to come round. Two, in fact, plumber number one offers to teach you how to spot when your boiler might be about to break down in future, the early warning signs, ways to bodge it to get it back working again, but they don't know how to fix it permanently. And they're asking you to spend the rest of your mutual life with that boiler, constantly waiting for it to break down, constantly looking for the signs, constantly with that low level rumbling anxiety of will today be the day. Plumber number two can carry out work that means your boiler will never have this problem again and will generally be more robust. But after they get it back up and running today, it might take one or two more visits, a little bit more effort. Which one do you choose? Winter after winter, worrying that you've got to keep listening for those clank and creak warning signs to drag out the folder of boiler bodge coping strategies as you shiver in your joey jumpers or putting in a little more effort so that you can relax and trust your boiler to be there for you right when you need it, pretty much forgetting about it apart from annual servicing. So with imposter syndrome, relying on the imposter syndrome bridge of coping strategies is a high risk option. It is the boiler bodge folder variation, yeah? It leads to a very reactive way of living where we're giving all of our personal power to the secret fear of being found out as not good enough. We're on constant lookout for threats or warning signs that imposter syndrome might strike. Then we whip out the relevant coping strategy to strengthen that bridge and we hope it will work before we self-sabotage. This coping way of living leaves us constantly in fear that our secret 3am self-talk will strike again and it makes us hold back from stepping up for those exciting opportunities to prove ourselves, to be visible, to fulfil our potential. Now, the other fatal flaw with the Bridge of Coping Strategies plan is that most of the early warning signs for imposter syndrome are subconscious, especially when we're stressed and distracted. So it's far too easy for our first sign that it's struck to be the very self-sabotage that our coping strategies were hoping to prevent, the proverbial boiler breaking down yet again. And there's another big issue with the bridge of coping strategies. As I've said, the other problem is when we need to go for a stretch goal or when life suddenly changes, like hmm, lockdown, <laughs> everybody working remotely and everybody being scared about COVID, the imposter syndrome gap, that ravine widens. So we have to work like crazy things to build a wider bridge. It takes effort, headspace and time. And while we're doing that, the self-sabotage inner trolls in the ravine are throwing a massive party. And walking over that imposter syndrome bridge of coping strategies can feel pretty scary. So why is it so popular? Why is, here's another coping strategy, the most common response to imposter syndrome on the internet? Well, most of what is out there on helping people with imposter syndrome is built on a myth. And it's a myth that keeps millions of people stuck without even realising. That myth, imposter syndrome is incurable. It's something you've got to put up with. It's just a fact of life. So here's the thing, it isn't. 
Okay. I've spent the last 17 years specializing in this, helping people to genuinely set themselves free from imposter syndrome. I can prove it's not. It's why I wrote Ditching Imposter Syndrome. Students on my Stepping Up to Lead program have seen the difference it can make when you have the right tools. And that's the key to this. We have influencers and respected experts out there sharing the coping strategies that worked for them because they didn't have anyone to support them to truly clear this out. Classic coaching can make imposter syndrome worse, as I will cover in a future episode, because the tools that are taught in classic coaching training do not touch the side. They're meant for mindset and confidence and self-doubt. And imposter syndrome is a different beast. It's down there at the identity level. Have a look at the show notes page yeah, to find out about the imposter syndrome iceberg if you've not come across my model for that yet. And see, this is the problem with the internet is most coaches, consultants and internet article authors are really well-meaning about this, but they're only able to teach coping strategies because they've never actually cleared out imposter syndrome for themselves. And the unconscious mind won't let them take a client to a place it secretly believes is impossible. You can spot this because they'll use words like mitigate and cope and handle and deal with rather than set yourself free from or clear out. And something we found in the 2019 imposter syndrome research study, again, the link to download that you'll find in the show notes. Look for the show notes link in the description for this episode. Classic coaching doesn't deal with the root causes of imposter syndrome, just the surface level mindset symptoms, the effects And this inadvertently perpetuates the myth that imposter syndrome is incurable. Most coaching qualifications don't equip coaches to work at the deepest identity levels, which is where imposter syndrome hangs out. Instead, they focus at the mindset level, which is enough to cope with imposter syndrome, but not enough to clear it. And the research study in 2019 also showed respondents reported that when they had classic coaching, It raised awareness of the early warning signs of imposter syndrome, but didn't allow them to prevent it just to cope with it. It was like a red flag saying, hey, you need that bridge of coping strategies. And in many ways, they said classic coaching made imposter syndrome worse because they became hyper aware of when a bout of imposter syndrome was coming, but they couldn't prevent it. So they felt like even more of a fraud and a failure. And this is exactly why I run certified training for experienced coaches, whether you're in-house or running your own business, to become a certified imposter syndrome mentor so that you do have the skills and the toolkit to be able to clear this out once and for all for yourself and for your clients to help them achieve those breakthrough results by working at the root cause level and not the surface level symptoms. So the imposter syndrome bridge of coping strategies can be useful It's like the emergency repair to your boiler while the plumber does the real work that will make your boiler more robust so you don't have to worry about it all the time. The real work to clear out imposter syndrome, to finally set yourself free from it, is easier than you might think once you stop spending so much energy on the surface level symptoms and coping strategies and instead identify the root cause triggers. Once you clear those out in ways that are healthy and empowering, you no longer need the bridge of coping strategies. You've closed the imposter syndrome gap. You're free from all of the stress and the worry. You get to become the lead you were born to be, making the difference you're really here to make in the world. There's plenty more on this, including step-by-step how-to for setting yourself free from imposter syndrome in my book, Ditching Imposter Syndrome. 
And if you've already got it, make sure you join the Reader's Vault and you can even join us for an interactive reader experience where we'll spend six weeks actually reading the book together. I walk by your side. You get invitation-only access to my Reader's Facebook group. There are Q&As in there. There's a monthly live Q&A and so much more to support you on this journey. Because the thing that will change your life is not knowing what you know today. It's taking action on it. So I hope you found that useful today. If, if you have, please pop over to iTunes, leave the Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast a lovely review. I'd love to hear from you and make sure you've subscribed wherever you get your podcast. This is going to be released each Monday. It's totally free of charge to listen. I want it to help you, to inspire you, to empower you, to set yourself free from imposter syndrome so you can step up to lead at the next level and make an even bigger difference in the world. And next week, I'm going to be talking about how to spot those imposter syndrome early warning signs because there are some emergency quick fixes you can use to stop imposter syndrome in its tracks. And the sooner in an imposter syndrome cycle you can use them, the more potent they are. I hope you have an amazing week.